It's Daily Thunder, booming out the truth of Jesus Christ live every weekday morning from the Ellerslie campus in Windsor, Colorado. To learn more, visit ellerslie.com. You see, God uses people. God uses people to perform His work. doesn't send angels. Angels weep over it, but God does not use angels to accomplish His purposes. Uses burdened, broken hearted, weeping men and women. God loves with a great love the man whose heart is bursting with a passion for the impossible. Where, oh, where are the eternity conscious believers? Where are the souls white hot for God because they fear His holy name and presence and so live with eternity's values in view? God never uses anyone greatly until He tests them deeply. My wife and I were present at this Congress. And Sabina told me, Richard, stand up and wash away this shame from the face of Jesus Christ. There's pity his face. I said to her, if I do so, you will lose your husband. She replied, I don't wish to have a coward as a husband. Well, there's a little quote there from Richard Wormbrand, and uh, who was a hero of the faith, as well as a few of those voices there. It's good to be back. Ben Price, some thunder down under. And uh, I'm very excited as part of this winter series. It's uh, summer here, but it's uh, still a lot of fun to be uh, presenting here. And uh, yes, Richard Wormbrand was indeed a hero of the faith. Uh, small H hero, I should say. Christ being the capital H hero. But, you know, these heroes uh, like Richard Wormbrand point the way towards Jesus. And that's what I love because Richard is someone that we can look to today very similar in a sense where he he stood up with incredible uh, courage in the face of sheer adversity. And uh, it's something heroic. It's something that, go, wow, look at that. Um, I remember when I first read that story, just, just getting quite teary and thinking, you know, here's, it describes he spoke and he said what everyone was thinking. And uh, it's often hard to do that, to say what needs to be said. Uh, it's very easy to be silent, you know, because there is a time to be silent, but there is a time to speak. And he knew the difference um, and he was heroic. But it didn't look heroic. If you look at old photos, if you look at old videos on YouTube, he doesn't look like your typical hero. He doesn't look like the leading man or the hero. He comes to save the day. He's not this intimidating figure. He actually looks kind of normal or just even weak. And yet... What came out of his mouth was heroic. And what, what he did was something that we go, wow, that's incredible. That's real Christianity right there. But it's not by might. It's not by power. It's by my spirit, says the Lord. He had the spirit of God at work in and through him. That's Christianity. That's what you see throughout Christian history. It's what you see uh, in the whole Bible. I mean, all these unlikely heroes who uh, stood incredibly, you know, I mean, Richard Wormbrand, as I said, stood up and risked everything and ended up going to prison for 14 years where he was tortured for Christ. 
and uh, wrote the book Tortured for Christ and then the subsequent movie same name a few years ago came out and then a prequel just came out which is Tortured for Christ Sabina the Nazi years and I highly recommend that as not just one of my favorite Christian movies but one of my all-time favorite movies it was done so well just this beautiful demonstration of the forgiveness of God that was showcased so well in that and uh yeah, but uh, what what a uh, what a risk to take, and yet that's what we see with all these biblical heroes. With um, I mean, Moses was eighty years old when he led Israel out of Egypt, uh, heading towards the Promised Land. I mean, eighty year olds, you think you know they're just going to be gardening and having cups of tea, uh, not doing something heroic like that. Every single hero you see, uh, you see shepherds taking on giants. This is incredible. Uh, you see great kings like Hezekiah, who was an unlikely hero because he was the guy who was, you know, ultimately responsible for them going into exile. And at one point he was quite ill and he prayed that God would extend the years of his life. And Isaiah says, God's going to extend your years by 15 years. I don't know if he said, oh, 15. Yeah, you okay with that? Yeah, it's... um. Can he make it 20? I mean, I don't want to push it. If 15 is all that it's on offer, I'll take it. But yeah, can he, can he make it a little bit more? I don't know if that happened or not, but uh, I assume it didn't. Uh, but the Christian history, the Bible is filled with incredible stories of unlikely heroes that are absolute heroes that we see, which is such a contrast to the Hollywood movies we see where we have the you know typical heroes, the ones that are muscular, the ones that are equipped and ready. You go, oh, they're going to do it for sure. Uh, they don't really compare to what I see as real heroes. Um, and especially there's so many movies of superheroes and they just don't work when you've got, you know, Christ being the ultimate hero. Um, they're just nothing compared. I did like when I was a kid, um, Superman and um, Batman were, Batman was probably my favorites. I grew up watching the um, the old reruns of the one with Adam West. This is before Batman had abs and um, just probably had a bit of a gut. And it was the kind of typical hero, right? But uh, I used to dress up, they didn't have an official outfit as far as I know back then. So I had, um, my brother would dress up like Robin. I had a blue beach towel and uh, that was the cape the swimming goggles were my mask yep real great stuff here growing up in the 80s and then i would have you know of course the obligatory underpants on the outside of the tracksuit pants it's a good look um I, I won't replicate that for you don't worry um but that's what we did you know and i don't know why superheroes have to do the underpants on the outside but they do and uh, so we, we've you know got our undies on the outside where Batman and Robin, which is fine if we're playing at home. Oh, and by the way, we were six years old. I was six at the time. It was about three. Just a little context. I wasn't 17 or anything like that. Uh, that'd be awkward. But it, it did get a little awkward because my, my sister being a few years older than us, she went in to get McDonald's and we were in the car dressed like that. And she said, don't um, let the boys in. Like she was a little embarrassed. But somehow we escaped the Batmobile, mum's car. 
and we were walking into McDonald's and I was in character. You know, this was back even when I was six years old, I was doing voices like Batman. I think I default to the Lego Batman voice and I was kind of going in there saying, come on, Robin, let's go. We got to find this hamburger. I hear he's in the cahoots with the Joker. You know, I was saying whatever and I was just being in character and in front of my sister, she, she was kind of pretending that she didn't know us or hear us. She was like, I'm going to order my food. I'll ignore this lurking going on in the background. Uh, I don't want to be seen with my brothers, you know, looking like this. But we were there and she knew we were there. And yet I think it was just behind my sister with this big bikey and he was huge. I mean, I was six, but he looked like he was about seven feet tall. He had the leathers on. He had the tattoos down the arm like a sleeve. Um, and, and this is in the 80s when, you know, every second person seems to have that now. Uh, but back in the 80s, you know, it was only a bikey or you'd escape from prison or maybe both. I don't know. In this part of the world, it could have been both. And, um, and I look up at this guy and I say, hey, Robin, see that guy up there? Yeah, Batman. I said, that's Egghead. Now, yeah, Egghead's the bold character from uh, Batman villains, if you're not sure. And boy, I tell you what, my sister, I've never seen her move so fast. I don't know if there's an emoji that depicts her <laughs> uh, mood of how extremely, like, let's go. She was so petrified. We got it. She was so upset. We got to go. We got to go. We got to go. And I was so upset too, because I didn't get my McDonald's, uh, which I really wanted at that time. But yeah, I, I used to like playing superheroes and dressing up like that and doing a few of the voices and things like that. And, um, there's a lot of superhero movies that have come out in the last uh, few years, you know, so many Avengers and it just, it pales into insignificance because, you know, the Lord is our Avenger. That's he is the Avenger. He is the capital H hero of all heroes. So it just really doesn't cut it for me. But uh, I remember a few years ago, I was at my gym trying to be a hero, I guess. But uh, there was this guy who was from, uh, he, he's Italian. Uh, so, you know, just to clarify where I'm from in Australia, you've got a lot of Italians, but uh, when they sound Italian like that, Mixed with Australian, they end up sounding like this. Oh my goodness, Benji. Oh, bro. Hey, there's this movie. Ben, you got to see this movie. This, this guy was telling me. I said, oh, what's it called? Four. It's a superhero movie. I went, oh, okay. Oh, I said, you mean the Fantastic Four? No, nah, no, nah, four, bro. Got to see it. It's really good. I went, four? Oh, I've never heard of it. What, what's it about? Oh, he's got like, you know, the, um, he's got the cape, he's got the shield, he's got the hammer. I said, oh, Thor? <laughs> yeah, Thor, bro, you know it. I said, right, yeah, Thor. Wow. Um, you know, they've actually done three Thor movies. I haven't seen one of them, but there, apparently there's three of them. Uh, what happens when they do part four? Oh my goodness, Benji, you got to see 4-4. Four four. You've got to see 4-4, four four, Ben. <laughs> what do you want to see 4-4-4? Four 4-4-4, four four? Four four four. That's, that's ridiculous. Uh, but Thor, not 4, not was Australian. Uh, the character played, you know, Chris Hemsworth is Australian. Uh, he doesn't say, oh, g'day, my name's 4. But he actually sounds a bit more British. He sounds kind of, um, 
one of those types of voices like this. Fortunately, I am mighty by Odin's beard. Uh, and he's got the man bun and he's got the beard. He kind of, you'd be mistaken to think he's a hipster waiter. One of those cafes, he's a hipster. Go, hey guys, would you like some turmeric latte by Odin's beard? He's one of those. A lot of hipsters talk like this. Yes, yeah, sorry if you're a hipster, you know. That, that sounds superheroic. Yeah, I fight for truth, justice, and Greenpeace. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> there's heroes and there's heroes that we have that are really unlikely heroes. And I say uh, some of this to set you up for a story, um, which back when I was 15 and... Um, See, I have a diary that I kept from that year, which was 1990. So you can do the maths on that one. And it's really interesting now because um, you know, I was in year nine at the time. And so my, my son's, uh, well, he's a few years older than that. My daughter's going through year nine. So I kind of get an insight into how they still think, although there was no social media back then. So it was a little different. But I went on a camp when I was 15 uh, at a place called Wilson's Prom. Now you went to the prom, but it, it's a beautiful place. The, the southernmost part of Australia. Well, except for Tasmania. That's that's so south. It's real south down there. Uh, yeah. And, uh, but hey, I've got some friends down there. Um, but yeah, this is absolutely beautiful. And we went on a camp down there. Now to give you a little context, um, I was probably in between as far as the cool kids, you know, the idea of cool kind of heroic kids, if you want to say that, or the popular ones. I was not the most popular, but I was, you know, a little bit more leaning toward that side, if you like. Now, I was at a Christian school, so this still happens. I was in year nine and uh, I remember going on this camp and uh, it, it was a beautiful place, actually. I was still remember some of the views um, from up at this mountain and these beaches are extraordinary. But um, we had this night where it was a sketch night and I got to perform and I felt pretty cool. I felt pretty heroic in a sense because I got to perform in front of all my peers uh, and imitate all these people. And it was one of my first ever shows and uh, it was in front of all the students, all the teachers, and uh, it was really cool because I had one of my friends there and he was dressed up like a scientist and I was this robot, right? And so he would program me to kind of do voices. So he'd go Tom Cruise and he'd press this button and he had a white lab coat, which I have no idea why to this day he had a white lab coat with him on a school camp. Who does that? But he did. And, and there I was, he'd be Tom Cruise with it. I'm so excited. <laughs> I don't know if it was Tom Cruise or it was was ones like he'd do Sylvester Stallone. I go, well, you know, it's Stallone, right? You know, it's so great to be here. Even back then, I, you know, my voice had broken enough for me to be able to, you know, do a bit of Stallone, right? You know, rack and ball ball. And that was cool. And then I did all these teachers. I mimicked all these teachers. And they're all there watching, laughing. So I was like, this is good. This is fun. And I felt kind of like the most popular kid at that moment. I felt like, yeah, this is so good. I loved it. And I got this huge response. We're in this marquee and all the students are loving it. And I thought, this is, this is great. I, I was just cherishing this, one of my first ever performances. 
And I remember vividly some of the acts that had uh, gone on through that night. Now, at the end of the night, this kid gets up to um, perform the last performer, Timothy. Timothy uh, is not the hero that you would expect. In fact, he is the complete opposite of what you would call heroic. He was... uh, weak. He was the nerd of the class. He was the geek of the class. He was socially a misfit. Now he was highly intelligent, incredibly smart kid. But I'd been in uh, this school since the first grade and here we are in year nine. And uh, year nine is the uh, epitome of uh, attitude and sassy uh, behavior and just really uh, notorious for being cruel and mean and you've got this nerd Timothy who's getting up to perform on his own not with anyone else everyone else had got up in groups of two or three Um, but Timothy had always been the brunt of jokes he'd always been picked on and bullied and 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 some people uh, some of the popular kids had really taken out their anger and frustration against Timothy Um, I remember one time he was beaten up um and I wasn't there to defend him. In fact, if anything, I was on the other side. Probably not as violent as some of the other kids. I remember just one of the kids put a, a cricket glove on and they were beating him to him. And I think back now and I think, I, I feel so sorry for this kid. I, I think, no, that it's, you know, I, I'm cheering on these underdogs now. I, I'm looking at him going, no, th- this is wrong. And yet I was so often on the side of being uh, part of those that would bully and trying to be popular. And yet we're at a Christian school. And yeah, I may not have been the worst of the worst, but I certainly wasn't doing what I ought to do and helping defend, helping rescue this kid who was uh, a beautiful kid, who was innocent, who was a kid that loved the Lord. And he gets up at a camp in front of all these kids that have picked on him for so many years and he's going to sing a solo. He's going to sing Amazing Grace with no accompaniment whatsoever, a cappella. And, you know, there's this thought. There there was no uh, sound. It was kind of a deafening silence around this whole marquee that you can almost sense everyone else is thinking, oh no, Timothy, don't, don't do it, please. You, you don't have to do this, Timothy, we're thinking. You know, because this is just going to be like one of the worst things you could ever, ever do uh, is get up and sing in front of the people that, you know, they're going to pick on you so much more. This is going to be one of the worst things you could ever do. And he gets up there at the end of this sketch night and he performs. Now, to this day, I still don't remember whether he had a great voice or not. I suspect that it was an amazing voice, but it wasn't just his voice. It was an amazing song, amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. He actually demonstrated amazing grace by singing this song. And something happened that moment in that marquee at that particular time that I have never seen happen. The Spirit of God came upon that moment where it was just so incredible 
because at the end of that song, there was barely a dry eye in that marquee. And people are holding back the tears. It was just so incredibly powerful. And to this day, it's one of the most powerful things I've ever gone through. And uh, the PE teacher after that got up and spoke and shared a message. And then at the end of that, uh, there was this incredible long line of people. In fact, it felt like all of us, one by one, lined up to apologize to Timothy and to say, I I am so, so sorry for everything I've ever done. I remember seeing the most popular kid who had bullied and picked on this kid for so many years. He was crying, his tears coming down. He said, I'm so sorry for the way I've treated you. I'm so sorry. And, you know, Timothy could have said, yeah, well, you know, so you should be. But he was so gracious and he said, that's fine. No worries. Thank you. It was absolute redemption that I've never seen. It was just absolutely beautiful to witness this. And I said, Timothy, I'm so sorry. And there were so many people coming up one by one. It was just absolutely beautiful to know that uh, we made things right, not just with, um, you know, Timothy, but we made things right with God and we got um, our lives right. There was genuine repentance. It was like this mini revival. It was absolutely incredible. I've never seen it um, quite like that even to this day, but it was, it was one of those incredible moments in my life. And, um, you know, the Bible says in Romans 5, 8, it says, but God, and, and I love it says, but God too, because there is, there's about 15 instances in scripture that say, but God, you know, it doesn't matter. The backdrop can be so bad. And then it says, but God is rich in mercy. Um, you know, my heart and flesh might, might fail, but God is my strength and portion forever. Um, but there it says, but God demonstrated his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And this was a picture of, um, of that amazing grace that we were literally not just given the song, but we were given literally amazing grace because here we were undeserving of such a beautiful song of a beautiful moment. He could have easily just, you know, slandered us or had a go at us or picked on us, whatever he wanted to do. Uh, he was kind of within his right, but he actually stood there and showed us this incredible picture of really what uh, is a, a bigger picture of what Romans 5, 8 is, but God demonstrates his own love toward us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us and he was the one that looked like the unlikely hero when he, when he stood uh, before Pilate. He didn't look the strength uh, that we would expect from a hero, but we know he was the hero of all heroes. And he gave incredible, amazing grace. And uh, so when I think of heroes, I I often tell my kids that uh, Timothy is one of those unlikely heroes who showed um, the the heroism of what Christ has shown. And uh, to this day, you know, Timothy is one of my greatest friends. Um, I remember we had lost connection for many years and then Um, It was about 11 years ago, we reconnected through social media and I get this call and it's like, hey, Ben. I thought, who's this? (laughs) His voice had broken. It's like, it's Tim. 
Oh my goodness, Tim. Timothy. And uh, yet we are so close as friends. He's, he's such a strong, great brother in the Lord who uh, had the, not, not just the courage, but he had something of an obedient um, nature where he was willing to do something that God had put on his heart to do. And I am so incredibly grateful. And I want to encourage you to that if, you know, God's putting that on your heart to do something, it could be as simple as I, I need to go share the gospel with my neighbor. I need to speak the gospel to someone at my work. I need to tell this person uh, whatever it is. It can be a very difficult thing to do, but ask the Lord. You, you don't have the courage. You don't have the strength, but he has. And he is the ultimate hero. He is the ultimate avenger. And so ask the Lord for his super strength um, that is perfect in your weakness. And uh, thanks for listening, guys. God bless you. And let me pray. Father God, I just thank you for um, the heroes that we see through scripture, the heroes that we see throughout Christian history that are heroes because they ultimately have the capital H hero, Jesus Christ, living inside them and demonstrating um, the same love that you demonstrated and that while we were still sinners, you, you died for us and you gave up your life for us, God. And that's, that's what heroism is to be able to give up our lives for those around us, um, in the same way that you did. God, I pray your blessing upon everyone listening and watching. And I pray that God, we will just, um, continue to grow more and more into the person of Jesus Christ in your name. Amen. Daily Thunder is a listener-supported production of Ellerslie Discipleship Training. At Ellerslie, we are laboring to rouse the Church of Jesus Christ out of its lethargy and build brave-hearted Christians for such a time as this. Daily Thunder episodes are released every day, Monday through Friday, from our campus in Windsor, Colorado. And our weekly sermon is delivered live at 9 a.m. on Sunday mornings with a delayed live stream available at noon Mountain Time. Go to ellerslie.com forward slash daily to get all the details. Thanks for listening.